welcome to the Nerd Party. husband and co-host Philip Gilfus. Well, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about season 13, and then we're going to be talking about season 13. Okay. Well, that's an interesting choice. (laughs) I like it. So we're going to be talking about season 13, which is the second series starring the fourth Doctor, which took place 1975 to 1976. And for our Inside the TARDIS Library, we're going to be talking about the... uh, upcoming series 13 ah. which will take place presumably from 2021 to 2022 or 2021 to 2023 or four who knows how long it'll last <laughs> all right but as we said this is our uh, starting with the, the 70s season 13 uh, this is our second full season with the fourth doctor and uh almost feels like it's a little bit longer i mean that in a bad way um, but what do you think about sort of our sophomore effort with the fourth Doctor? Yeah, these, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. These sort of blended together a little bit. And mm-hmm. there was one that reminded me a lot. It's, I think this is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Since they've released the TARDIS right. from Earth, mm-hmm. um, the writers have taken every opportunity to throw in all sorts of random scientists in space, a lot of scientists in space, which gives you the chance for creatures, of course, but I think it does all, there hasn't been, like, we're not learning about different civilizations. Okay. Alien civilizations so much as we're rescuing all the dumbass scientists (laughs) in space. (laughs) Now, we did get a few, not a lot. Yes, absolutely. We did get a few trips home. Yes, and Um, those I enjoyed more. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say this, in fact, if I'm correct, I may not not be correct. Probably not. But I believe this may be one of our final unit stories, um, at least for the Brigadier and and, uh, Benton and all that. We're not going to see them for... An awfully long time after this. Yeah, that's sad. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's it's sort of interesting. But I don't know. What are you? What are what are you still thinking of the Fourth Doctor as we've come to know him now? You know. Um. Yeah, he's fine. I, again, because we're getting all these scientists in space, he obviously has a lot more experience with everything out beyond the Earth. And so he tends to know things, but not reveal them in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens over and over again, which again, I ju- I'm just finding a little bit repetitive. Like you say, when they're back on Earth and everybody is familiar with something, mm-hmm. I find that more interesting than... Nobody knows anything except the doctor, and he's not telling. Or if he does tell, nobody believes him. Mm-hmm. And what do you? How would you compare so far um, the third and fourth doctor? Because I feel like when we watched the third doctor, 
we sort of, I say gained a new appreciation. He was, he was sort of new to all of us um, in, in some ways. And so we all enjoyed him. But the fourth Doctor, who again, we, we somewhat know, but watching this in order, are you gaining any new appreciation? Or do you have a favorite? Or I don't think I'm gaining a new appreciation yet. Mm-hmm. I'm aware we've got plenty of time. Yeah, we are in the second of seven seasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we've got time for him to, to grow on me. Um, and again, for the reasons I've stated, he just doesn't always give information. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'm, explain I'm find- later. Yeah, and I'm finding that a little frustrating. Oh, I'm not going to tell you now, but I have a bad feeling about mm-hmm. it. You know, those, oh, yes. uh, uh, that seems to happen an awful lot. And uh, yeah, uh, but I, I, I went into this thinking I was probably going to quite enjoy him. Uh-huh. So I'm expecting to. Okay. Um, I have I was thought you were going to say, oh, now I'm disappointed. Yeah, no, no, I'm still expecting to. Mm-hmm. I, I have high hopes. I have high hopes. Well, then this is uh, the third season with Miss Sarah Jane Smith. Whom I love. So still going. And what do you, how do you think... She, you know, the third Doctor and her only had one season. This is only this is the second season with her and the fourth mm-hmm. Doctor. Do you think, what are the different dynamics, or do you think there are different dynamics? I do think there are different, but again, I think it all go- goes back to exactly the same thing I was mm-hmm. saying. You know, um, with the third Doctor, they were on Earth mm-hmm. almost exclusively. And so she comes in with some knowledge. Right. Um, whereas with this one, particularly in this season, I don't think I felt it quite as much last season. Mm. She has to do a lot of running and screaming. Right. Um, and you know, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, particularly for Sarah Jane, cause mm. she's such a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think she's had as much opportunity to, to spread those tiny wings and fly away kind of thing. Well, at the, uh, at the, you know, not trying to be spoilery, but she only has one season left. Well, she, then I hope that, <laughs> that they make good use of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has just been her and the doctor. So we sort of got rid of Harry last season. Yes. So this is just the, just the two of them. And I think I'm, I'm not sure necessarily that they made the right call on that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because the doctor's the know-it-all, and so I think that having somebody that Sarah could, Sarah Jane could play against would have been a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of had the rapport with Harry that was sort of, you know, old girl and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and sometimes rescuing him. So there's, We did get a Harry appearance. We'll talk about it. Uh, yes. But. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I think that that interplay could have been quite useful in this season Mm -hmm. so well let's get into the specifics here and we won't necessarily go in depth on everything but just sort of touch on everything here um the first uh series or the first story um was terror of the zygons so this was sort of the first appearance of the zygons um i believe i say that I, i feel like i'm that's right. Um, but anyway, um, and so, you know, we sort of know them from New Who um, with uh, the Day of the Doctor and all that stuff. But anyway, um, but 
What did you think of uh, our we get the, our Scot our Scottish adventure, um, and uh, we get sort of this uh, made up town. Well, we you know, we find out eventually that it's made up town, and um, we get uh, the Zygons. What do you think about with the sort of fake people, the fake town members, and all that? Yeah, I, I liked this one a lot. I, I found this one quite interesting. Um, again, you know, going back to its at least on the surface, um, a more homegrown, earthbound story. And so there are some aspects of familiarity. Um, and yeah, I, I, this, is, this is one that I really enjoyed, actually. That's, mm. that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, and we get sort of, you know, the Brigadier and Doctor and... Sarah and Harry, and if I remember, we sort of get a, um, if memory recalls, this is sort of Harry's farewell, which sort of just seems to be sort of like, you have this big adventure, and it's like, all right, time to go back to the TARDIS, and Harry's like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, no, like, no thanks. Okay, well, all yeah. right. We don't sort of get any goodbye as much as like, okay, well, all right. Yeah, off we go, and we'll never mention you again. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll get mentioned one. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, let me get the Loch Ness Monster, because of course not. Yeah. Of course, why not? Um, cool. And then we get Planet of Evil. Um, so, like, we did not do the synopsis for the other one. Let's do Planet of Evil. So, I'll say it's very short. Um, picking up a distress call from the edge of the known universe, the Doctor and Sarah Jane find themselves on Zeta Minor, where a geological team has run afoul of some strange goings-on. So, this is... Um, I was going to say stereotypical Doctor Who. You know, at this point in our viewing, it's not necessarily stereotypical. But you sort of get alien planet, jungle planet in this case, because you know there's only like three kinds of planets: jungle mm. planet, desert planet, cold quarry, quarry planet. <laughs> exactly, and cold planet. Um, but anyway, um, but I think this was sort of interesting in that I always like it sometimes where you, they just sort of start with the story, like it's not the Doctor story yet. They start with whatever's going on, you yes. know, and you get that sort of feel, and then the Doctor appears, you know, maybe after the title sequence or something. Yep. And yeah. so you sort of establish what's going on before getting into it. And this is our first one in this season of scientists mucking up things on other planets. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Which we got several of last season as well. But, uh, it kind of reminded me of, now I'm forgetting the name of it, the, the Doctor Who special, Mission to the Unknown. The one without the doctor, the one that they redid, the college students redid, where it was with the Daleks. But, you know, because it was the one without the doctor where they just, it's kind of almost the same thing. They have these two people are, you know, scientists or colonists or researchers. And then there's like the monster or something. And then the Daleks end up coming up. Um, cause I don't know if they're controlling the monster. It's been a second. Um, but anyway, kind of the same thing where they're just sort of killing off one by one by one. And there's the last guy left at the end and then the dogs just get them, but. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, and it reminds me of the one where um, it was like the the monster was just a, a guy covered in netting. Right. There's a few of them, to be sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was another jungle planet kind mm -hmm. of idea. Um, but yeah, yeah, they do sort of... Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, don't get me wrong, it's a lot of set to do. To create a it jungle. Is. Yeah, absolutely. And so you think they've just got it handy. And mm -hmm. um, I think my issue with them is that it ends up being a lot of scientific jargon. Mm -hmm. 
that we're not expected to understand. Like even scientists couldn't because it's obviously science fiction, science jargon. Mm. Um, or even fantasies. Because yeah, I don't know. Like a Star Trek, it's like theoretically it's made up and can be real. Even though, I mean, we're making it up enough that it sounds real. Yes. Whereas this is just like the flibbity flobbity flibbity flop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our techno babble uh, sounds real. Dang it is, it. <laughs> and there sounds a little bit like T.S. Eliot, yeah. you think. Um, but there's so much of it. Mm-hmm. That's so much of the story that I lose interest. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, it, you know, if there's a little bit of science mumbo jumbo that advances the plot, I can sort of let it wash over me and, and move on. But this is all about, yeah, this one's sort of like, there's the antimatter universe, um, which again? elasticity. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And then the electric That's, boogaloo monster. Yeah. And, and now you're in coffins and we're going to chuck you out into space. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it wasn't boring or, or bad, but it's it, it, regular. Tiny. Yeah. Regular. Yeah. It's a regular. It's okay. a regular. Mm-hmm. So the next one up is Pyramids of Mars. So you want to read that little? I do. In a Victorian Gothic mansion, strange things are afoot. The master of the house, away in Egypt, has been replaced by a sinister Egyptian. Cloth-wrapped mummies roam the grounds, killing people. Beneath a pyramid, the last of the Osirens, Sutek the Destroyer, waits to be freed, to at long last bring his gift of death to all who live. So I feel like this is one of those fourth Doctor stories that sort of like if, you know, you read like what are the top ten, this is on the list. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Because it's sort of like Doctor Who has a murder mystery. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I quite like that. And again, I liked the humanity. You know, you've got the the master of the house's brother, right? Yes, yeah. Who is who is because the Egyptian, the sinister Egyptian, looks like the master of the house, mm-hmm. and so the brother is desperate to save him. And so there's this humanity feel. The doctor's to like it. he's already dead. Don't even try it. Uh, yeah, and he's but, like, but it's my brother. Yes, yes, yes. That was those were excellent, excellent impressions. Mm-hmm. By the way, baby. Um, so yeah, I quite quite liked this one. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it helps to sort of have almost different jumping off points because I like that the sort of you had the background of like. You know, Sarah Jane, you know, because I think it's always the joke, you know, Sarah Jane walks out of the TARDIS in some wardrobe expecting to be in someplace else. You know, there's sort of a long over the franchise of Doctor Who. I was going to say, that's yeah. a running joke for all the companion of the companions. Expects, you yeah. Know. And, but anyway, they're supposed to go to unit. Technically, they are where unit is, just in the wrong time. And it's like where unit is, but before unit, the building was here. So it's this castle or house or mansion or whatever the heck it was. Manor, darling. Manor, sure. Manor. Ah, yes. Um, and so, but so you start in the manor, but then you also have the village or wherever. Um, and then you sort of, then you go across timey spacey to where Sutek is. And so you just create all those different scenes and you have sort of the, you know, the warping tomb or the sarcophagus. Sarcophagus, yeah. 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 And the sneaky bookcase that turns oh, into a door entrance, you know, that, mm-hmm. yeah. Doctor Who meets a murder mystery. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, I did like this one. Of course, I th- I think um, a joke is sort of like Sutek seems to be able to get all like for someone who's stuck, he's able to like throw stuff into the other dimension. Like can he just throw himself in the other? Yeah. But it's also interesting to sort of meet sort of this big, big villain. I mean, like it's it's you know so often in these stories the Doctor's facing honestly small villains or you know. Ones he could probably take, but this is sort of like a super being, and so this one he sort of really had to, you know, work for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, next is the brain of Morbius. So, mad scientist Mahendri Solon is building a body from spare parts to house the disembodied brain of the evil Time Lord Morbius. He fancies the Doctor's head as the final piece. This yes. was Doctor Who meets Frankenstein. Yes, yes. Obviously. Um, this one, I, this particular, because, uh, you know, how many evil time lords are wandering around? Because <laughs> right? there's the Omega. Right, right. I mean, he's sort of king of the evil time lords, but yes. Oh, he's the king of the <laughs> evil time lords. I just feel like this is, yeah, more of just regular evil time lord. Right, oh, okay. But we never get to know, like, why he's evil, and I'm sad about that. That's true. Maybe they mentioned it, but yeah, they didn't really get that, into it. And I sort of feel like, you know, otherwise you just have a two-dimensional villain, and mm-hmm. that's never quite as much fun. Um, this is where we do get to see the... Sisters of Karn. Thank you, Sisters of Karn. Um, which I thought was interesting. Um, I think especially, well, for us, I won't speak for you, but for me, because we're not that, I'm not that familiar with them. I mean, honestly, the eighth Doctor mini episode during the Mm -hmm. 50th was kind of the first time I saw them. Um, and so it's interesting to then go back to the origins here and see how it all comes. And because the, um... I don't know the sister, the the main character of the Sisters of Karn that's sort of a new who because she kind of pops up again with the Twelfth Doctor a little bit. Um, I mean that was sort of interesting, but yeah, I just think it's it's nice to see where and you're like, oh yeah, they're obviously are following what they did, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, and the Eternal Flame um, and Eternal Life, yeah, yeah, and he's like, um, you just need a match, yo, and clean up the yeah, whatever, yeah, get the soot yep. out of the flu. I think is how <laughs> these things work, and um, yeah, and so this was sort of fighting against the Sisters of Karn a little bit. This was fighting against the uh, Dr. Frankenstein and then fighting against Morbius. Um, But I didn't, it wasn't too terribly confusing. No, I think the the only thing that, it just got all going back and forth so much. Yes. I I feel like they didn't need to twist. Well, because you're as many antagonists as you say that there are, you know, which is fine. You know, the current, this is current capture and then. Uh, you know, Salon's capturing him, and then at the end, Morb. But then, I don't know, I feel like Morb is kind of like, doesn't really get his due as he could have. I mean, he just turns into lizard, bug, man, Frankenstein monster. I mean, literally Frankenstein's monster, but at the end of Frankenstein, it's not very interesting. I would just push him over a cliff or something. Like, it wasn't the biggest threat in the world. Send him up on an ice cube thing. Yeah. And I, I don't... I mean, I get what they're doing, but I don't know what the, um, and I don't even forget his name, what the 
assistant really brings to the table. Igor. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I get what they're doing, but it's just... Uh, yeah, I mean, if he had turned out to be the big hero or something, maybe, but he doesn't really. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just a big galoot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And, and I, look, I, I get this is the 70s, so it can't be like in 2021. That's so tired. It was, it was new then, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but it's just like the uh, not very smart person we've sort of seen. And, you know, we don't want to make fun of the people. Um, I mean, you took the bloody guy's bloody arm, for goodness sake, um, and put it on the monster. Yep. And, uh, yeah. It would, like, it would have just been interesting. Like, I'm, I'm thinking back to, and again, not this is original. I'm thinking back to the third Doctor story, which I'm blanking on. I think it was, it was, was it the last story, Planet of the Spiders? But anyway, because you had the Algernon guy, you know, where... Oh, right, The yes. not very smart guy yeah. that was in the house where all the men's uh, meditation... Thing. yeah. You know, and he's, you know, he, he's, he's an interesting... I mean, they use him fairly correctly. Um, I want to say he was called Tom... Yeah, and, but then he sort of gets the uh, power of whatever and, you know, suddenly becomes... Which I'm not saying you have to change the character to make him better, but, you know, you know just having the not... You know, the, the slow character, right? you, you got to have something there to make yeah. some sweetness and not just be like, oh, he's slow. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well. Yeah, I mean, he does give... Doesn't he give Sarah Jane something that ultimately turns out to save the day? Yeah, because well, I think he gets the crystal or yeah. something. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you're not wrong. That was sort of an Algernon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe they're just... Maybe these guys are just going to the library. <laughs> are you saying writers are not original? Oh, <laughs> that's the, isn't that the idea? Is that there are only seven original <laughs> ideas and everything else is just a reboot? Yeah, I mean, it's what Shakespeare did, so, you know. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went to the bookstore. I can make this. <laughs> Do I know anybody who speaks Italian? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, this one was was all right as well. I think it could have just been polished a little bit more, just to give it some oomph with all these characters. But then they don't necessarily make it a little more oomphy. Yeah, of... and possibly could have been used a little bit more pacing. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have that many, you know, when you have, you know, we'll obviously always. Complaining classic who oh it's so slow and there's like mm. but like when you have this many uh, characters you can do something then. yeah you got the time yeah. learn learn a little bit more about the sisters yes. I mean yes the the uh, I, again I can't remember any of the character's name but like the assistant sister of the Karn you know the the second in command she just gets Who's like like maybe we should try new things yeah. no and then she just gets like stopped by the Morbius and that's the end of her and yeah. I'm like oh god that was quite the end for her okay bless um. But yeah, and uh, then we get the seeds of doom. Here we go. When scientists in the Antarctic uncover a mysterious seed pod, the doctor is called in to investigate. He soon realizes it is an extraterrestrial and extremely dangerous. At the same time, however, ruthless millionaire plant lover Harrison Chase has learned of the find and decides he must have the pod for his collection of rare and beautiful flora. Meanwhile, the pod itself harbors intelligent life with sinister plans of its own. 
Now, this one was unusual for this season. It was a six-parter as mm. opposed to the uh, four-parter that we usually go for. Um, so, I don't know. Did it seem... I mean, it, it seems long. It did seem... I mean, but did it seem long in a bad way? Um, again, this was a little bit scientists messing with things that they don't <laughs> need to be messing with. Um Although I sort of wanted it to go and, you know, maybe it was not a thing that was people were aware of in the uh, 70s. But, you know, there's the the idea that global warming is causing so much in Antarctica and other ice caps and things to melt that it ultimately is releasing diseases mm-hmm. that have been frozen and eradicated through the freezing. And so we're going to have a more of a problem with um, diseases that oh, yes. we aren't expecting to show up, uh, showing up. Um, and that would have been an interesting direction for this to go in. Mm-hmm. That, that was sort of how this felt like it started. Um, yeah. Th- uh, this was scientists run amok plus a little bit of Benny Hill. <laughs> well, you had the well. I mean, it, and again, I don't, I, this isn't a complaint. It just sort of seemed like it was two put into one, which is fine because you sort of had the Antarctic part, which I forget how many parts it took. I'll say like three parts. I don't know if that's right, but you know, that was, and then forty-eight. Like, I counted it was forty-eight <laughs> of the parts, and then it, that sort of blew up at the end. And they're like, okay, and then we're, for the rest of the parts, we're going to be over here at the manor. Yep. Of the crazy guy. The crazy, um, the millionaire plant lover. Right. Darling. And then I think sort of, I don't want to call him comic relief, but he almost is that way if you're in a certain mood. Um, his head thug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bad guys are weird. And you're right. It does feel quite disjointed. I mean, um, his thug definitely kills people. But like, you know, he's like, ha ha, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the artist woman. Oh, yes. That was a sort of a, a, a random storyline. Yep. Uh, but I mean, it's not in a bad way, necessarily. It was just a lot. This is where you get sort of the Benny Hill. Uh-huh. You know, it's not enough that we have this random extraterrestrial plant that's trying to kill us and take over everything we also have to deal with the zany millionaire plant lover um who keeps trying to steal it and so then the zany artist has to go in quote unquote undercover to try and thwart those but you know we got we got a lot of big fish to fry you know (laughs) that plant thing keeps growing and growing. And great. Can we stay focused? <laughs> Leave it alone. Stop that. Um, but, yeah, I think with this one, it, were, were, I, were I to cut it um, or prune it, if you will. Don't um, stop that, baby. That's ugly. Don't do that. The Sarah Jane and the doctor running around the manor getting caught and then escaping and then running around the manor and then getting get caught, caught on the ground. So the manor, yeah. um, you know, like, and then the getting, uh, say Benny Hill and then getting multiple times to get fed into the, uh, Plant grinder, yeah. The mulch, what's it? yeah. The mulch maker grinder, grinder, grinder. Yes. Compost. Not not dissimilar yeah. to the coffins they were in at the beginning yeah. of the season. Also, um, the, also not dissimilar to uh, the whoosh whoosh Edgar Allan 
What's the one that Edgar Allan Poe's door? Yeah, Pit and the Pendulum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, uh, it seems to me, I mean, I don't know, sometimes they sort of, like, kill people without us batting an eye. Like, I'm pretty sure a unit guy just gets fed into the compost thing. And, like, do we just kill a guy? Okay. Well, just, um, okay. These things happen, baby. I was like, that's, that kind of got, because I, I felt like that must be very clean what it does, because I figured that would have been, like, covered in blood by the time we next saw it. Yeah, so unless, but anyway. The housekeeper comes mm-hmm. in and cleans it. Well, because, you know, this is. It's the sister of the big <laughs> thug guy. I don't, I don't know when, um, what's her face, um, the woman who's going to complain about violence. Oh, right. Yes. Um, like, this is what I'd kind of be like, I mean, I don't know if. Yeah, because like a unit guy clearly got killed. I don't know if I want kids to be watching. Yeah. That. I mean, you know, I'm you know not trying to be a fruit, but like, well, you know, maybe they'll learn not to get too yeah, close to, to the, the compost to thing, the, to yeah. the giant steel compost thing that yeah. you've got in the laundry room. I guess, um, but yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's, I thought it was again. I mean, if you could cut a little bit, it was it was good. Obviously, we're still playing with our. Um, color separation overlay yes yeah big old plant monster monster monster. so yeah uh, but it was good it was good so yeah that that was more or less series 13 um of the fourth doctor and so next is season 14 and i because that's the way numbers work it is true and i i got the blu-ray it's already over there so, um, whenever we get the chance to start it, whenever that may be, we'll get... we got a lot going on here. we got the mask yeah. of Mandragora, uh-huh. then the hand of fear, uh-huh. then the deadly assassin, Which we've then seen the before. face of evil, uh-huh. the talons of Wing Chiang. Yes, and then that's what we'll And then the robots of death. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of nouns <laughs> in there. And we'll get introduced to the next companion. Who is it? Well, Leela? Yep. So we will find out. All right. Well, with that, let's go into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. And as we go to the series 13 of New Who, which I know it's not very new at this point because it's been 13 seasons. Yeah. Um, also, all we're doing in the TARDIS library right now is gossiping. And exactly. I'm excited. <laughs> So, no news for anyone who's been keeping up, of course, that uh, it has been announced that with this upcoming season sometime this year, beginning, um, we will say goodbye to the 13th Doctor, which we all kind of assumed. Mm-hmm. But Three we, years yeah, now, yeah. yeah. But we did not necessarily know that we'd be saying goodbye to the showrunner. That's true. Chris Chibnall will leave at the end of the series. Um, sort of the details we've gotten is that they're going to be six episodes. Oh, um, another yeah. short and it's I've heard it could be one big story. Okay, that's what one overarc. Yes, and in addition to that, then there will be three specials in 2022, um, which I've they've probably said when it is. I just can't remember, so it's probably going to be like you know New Year's sometime in the spring, and then I don't think it's going to be a Christmas special. I think it's some sort of BBC anniversary, which it's going to be September or some odd non-holiday time. Yeah, well, and Chibnall is defiantly refusing to do Christmas specials. That's true. Um, So that's not necessarily surprising. He Um, was the one during that childhood. Who was the showrunner for Eccleston? Uh, Russell. It was Russell. So So all we've had... 
are Russell and Stephen, Stephen Moffat. Uh-huh. Um, and now Chris Chibnall. So uh-huh. this is a really pretty short... One Doctor. Show yeah. run. Yeah. Where everyone else got two. Yeah. No, I mean, you could say Russell, of course, just did one year with Chris, so... Right, but still. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a short, short run. A little... And and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, Jed... <laughs> well, and that's fine. And that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no. it's, it, it'll be it'll be all right. Um, yeah, I just don't feel like ultimately Chibnall settled in. No. I think that he does some things brilliantly for other shows. Broadchurch loved it. Loved it. Yeah. He just... Torchwood was different, and I there's a certain part, you know, and I like that. Yeah, I liked Torchwood. He was sort of the de facto showrunner for Torchwood. Yeah, and I liked Torchwood a lot. Yeah. Um, just hasn't... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Threaded that needle. Sometimes that's just the way it happens. The mm-hmm. thing you think you're going to be best at. Mm-hmm. So you're saying I shouldn't show on a Star Trek series. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying that I tried to save an outdoor theater that I wanted to save since I was 13 and I failed. Uh, and somebody else has come along and is doing a better job of it. And mm-hmm. As much as it breaks my heart that I couldn't do it, I'm happy it's happening. And so hopefully Chris Chibnall feels the same way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and so, we'll, of course, we'll get our new companion for this final season. Yes, yes. I've already forgotten his name and the John, actor's name. John. I want to say, yeah, but I can't remember. I'm not looking at it. No, I can, see his, <laughs> I can see his face. Bishop. Yep. John Bishop. Mm-hmm. Ha! There you go. So, I forget the character's name. But I don't yeah. know that I've ever known it. No. So, so we'll see. And so, then, Yaz and John Bishop. Yep, and then they've introduced... I don't know if it's necessarily the bad guy, but they've... I didn't know, of course. Wow. Not that I would know British actors. But they've introduced him um, as well. Yes. So, at least a a person of interest, whether that's the villain or not. Um, P.O.I. I guess. So, yeah. So, what... uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure our expectations are low. Um, but They are. They are. Although, I'm hoping to get more clarity... With the TARDIS being less crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, of course, only less crowded by one, technically. <laughs> yeah, yes. um, you know, which is, again, not to say I loved all three of the companions and all three of the actors who played them. But because there were so many, there wasn't a chance to really properly explore and so perhaps we'll get that. I really hope we get it with Yaz. Whether or not we get it with John Bishop, I'm sort of indifferent. But again, I felt that way about Graham, so I don't know. Now I guess I mean I guess I'm gonna that's what I'm emphasizing. So I would assume we're not gonna have any more compa- you know, if there's gonna be a different showrunner, presumably they're not gonna carry over anyone. Yeah, that's usually an all change. I mean that wasn't always true in classic who times, necessarily. Right. But um you know, presumably this is last season for Yaz as well, and Josh. <laughs> um, you know, he may very well be great and wonderful, just like Bill was in the last season of Twelve. Oh, um, Bill. Yeah, but uh, you know, you know, he'd be great together, Bill and Yaz. There you go. That would be a fun combo in the TARDIS. <laughs> and uh, so, how do we feel about learning to say goodbye to Thirteen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a lot a lot can happen. It really, really can. Uh, I was not particularly crazy about Peter Capaldi mm-hmm. until his last season, and then I was really sad to see him go. Because I don't think, not again, not nothing against him at all. I don't feel like, I didn't like him and Clara together, and again, I love Clara with Matt Smith. None of, you know, it's just about the chemistry. I'm not trying to disparage anybody. Um, but then you put Peter Capaldi in with Bill Potts and Nardal, and it was just great. And uh-huh. I thoroughly enjoyed that last season. And then I was really sad to see Peter Capaldi go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't necessarily have high expectations, um, but I'm up for anything. And while I'm saying right now... I'm sad to see Jody go, mostly because I don't feel like she got her just desserts. Yeah, it's it's because I felt like at the end of twelve, well, this is my opinion. You know, the gruff doctor and the one who you didn't like, and he didn't like you. And but at the end, you you did sort of learn to really like him, and he had this, you know, the very sort of like you said with Bill, and then with. The relationship with uh, Missy that was sort of very tender, mm-hmm. and and he sort of sh- showed this other side. Even with him and Nardal sort of had this sort of sweet relationship. You know, they pretend to hate each other, but oh, they were delightful. Know. And so, you know, when he said goodbye, you know, the be kind and all that. But with thirteen, like I, she's just nothing against Jody, of course. She's just one note. I don't know if that we. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, when you say with the last season of Twelve, you got to see a different side of him. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure we've seen a side of the Thirteenth Doctor. Um, Which is sad so, because she's had stuff where she could have had sides. I mean, I'm not to retread old ground, mm-hmm. um, but you know, when even in her previous season, you know, when you had the Master and you had. The fall of Gallifrey, but then she's just quiet about it, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, uh, yeah." I don't know I don't what you're understand. feeling. I don't know what you're thinking. And again, the combination of Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall should have been magical. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, they both were involved with um, Broadchurch. Broadchurch, thank you. I'd gone off, and, <laughs> um, and so it should have been, and it wasn't. Yeah. And I'm sad about it because, again, I think so much of both of them. Um, more, I think more of Jody than I do of Chris Chibnall, to be honest. Yeah. And I'm sad she didn't get her chance. And I don't know. Maybe maybe she'll just show us a whole lot in these nine stories that yep. are left. Yeah. So, and we'll... well, you say nine. If you assume that the specials well, are about an hour and a half. <laughs> if you assume that the specials are about an hour and a half each. Mm-hmm. So then that's like four and a half. So it's like ten and a half, not nine. Yeah. So. It'll uh, be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Do we want to engage in the who will be the next doctor? No. Not yet. <laughs> Um, I did see something on Twitter where somebody suggested, um, I think she's been on there before. I'm trying to think what else she's been in. She was in, um, uh, with David Tennant, uh, sexy guy. Sexy guy. Sexy Yes. She, she was the, um, crazy girl in Casanova. Um, okay. Who ends up 
like running a club or something, being incredibly wealthy. <laughs> oh, because she was the, um, um, uh, oh, words are not coming oh, to my well. head. Um, anyway. Castrati? Is that right? The singer. Okay. That everybody thought was a boy. Okay. But then the she one wasn't that a boy. Fathered her his child. Yes. Or you know what I mean. Yes. He fathered her. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Somebody that. suggested her, and I was like, oh, she'd be very good. Yeah. Well, I think that's the you know. Do we go back to white man? <laughs> Somebody also suggested uh, Nate from Ted Lasso. Oh wow, uh, Nate Muhammad. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Interesting. So well, and the thing is, new showrunner will cast whoever he or she. See? That would be amazing, a female showrunner. Yeah, I just don't know if, obviously, I mean, why would I? Well, I mean, I think this will be, what do I know? I don't know anything. But I think this will be a break of tradition, because usually it's been sort of the person who writes a lot of Who gets taken, you know, Moffat was all over Russell's yes. Who, and then yeah. Chris was all over Stevens, and then so there's no person next in line, because Chris wrote pretty much everything. Yep. I mean, he had a lot of good people that came in, but... um I mean, and who maybe it's one of them, but I don't think so necessarily. I think they're all writers. I don't know if they're necessarily showrunners, which is, I yeah. think, well, I, you know, again, I'm talking off the top of my head, which means I'm probably wrong. Russell had some experience. Stephen did not that I know of. Okay. Uh, not that I know of. Feel free to tell me I'm wrong, Internet. Um, I mean, he'd been writing so much with, but he never had his own show that I know of. And again, I could be wrong. Um Chris obviously had done shows, uh-huh. and so then it was just sort of, but I don't necessarily know that anyone has been writing on 13 that has experience yeah. with their own show. We'll see. Yeah, and so we'll see. do you bring in an outsider? Do you bring in your first non Can you Can you be, can you not be a Doctor Who fan and showrun Doctor Who? No, I don't think so. Because I think that, to be a good showrunner, you have to know the history. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I've got to say. About <laughs> you know, it, it has so much history, mm-hmm. you can't just come in as a blank slate. Right. I think that would be a mistake. You could do it, but I think it would mm-hmm. be a mistake. I think I could do it, but it would be a mistake? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're still watching, so we're catching up. Yeah. So. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, that's been our speculation hour. Yep, our gossip time. <laughs> but anyway, well, until next time, continue all watching all the Doctor's many adventures throughout time, time and, and space. This is BBC Television.